Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by Seeky. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pinnock. And we are f- here in Chicago. Mm. It is 4th of July week, so we, we always try to do something different during this week, since NASCAR literally paid us to come here and show us a good time in Chicago. Um, it's going to be a little NASCAR-themed. So we have the, this year's Daytona 500 champion, Ricky Stenhouse, who's an Ole Miss slash Eli Manning guy. Yeah. Even got a little Evan Ingram talk in there. Uh, we have a little bit of time with William Byron, who has the most wins of, in the series this year with three, who's a friend of Daniel Jones. Great interview with him. Very short, but great. Yeah. Um, we have Talking Jake, our boss. Got really heated. Actually went through some like contract stuff. Yep. What the future holds, so that's good. But pretty fun. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping we can get an ad deal done with NASCAR. Uh, I'm really hoping we get to go to the Daytona 500 next year. That would be cool. Like I'm, um, I'm addicted to getting free tickets and luxury treatment from NASCAR. And also I may be mad at the socials team if they don't post something that our that our guy Ronnie put together. So I may also include like a behind the scenes like victory lane footage in this YouTube video too. So you may get the chance to see that. Something I've learned is just let people do the socials and don't bother them about it. Or just if they don't want to post it, I'll post it. How about that? Bobby Skinner. Hello, everyone. Um, we are in Chicago. It was a cool weekend. Thank you to NASCAR for sending us out. I mean, this is the second race of the year that they've, you know, sent us out. And, you know, Daytona, which is like the Super Bowl of, of NASCAR. And then this is like, you know, I don't know the comparison. You know, maybe this is like the Pro Bowl, right? Like like a big, like a big event. No, Pro Bowl's bad for football. Let's not use that as a comparison. This is a cool event. They've like never done it before. They've never done something like it's this like before. It's like wild card weekend. Um, wild, yeah, wild card weekend. Because that's like actually a fun weekend and a lot's going on. Like this was much, this was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, the drivers were passing each other. There was strategy that was involved. There was like strategy that like merged with like Formula One. So that was cool to like kind of dissect and see happening in the moment. So um, NASCAR's cool. Um, NASCAR is a cool sport. I liked it before, and I kind of like it even more now. And that was, yeah. uh, and I didn't think I was going to like it even more. All right, so hope you guys enjoy. Let's kick it to 2023 Daytona 500 champion Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs>
onto the program, Daytona 500 champion, driver of the number 47, Sunny D car. I like this that weekend, car, right? Sunny D this weekend, but I mean, I have Irish a Sunny D skin. one and I didn't bring it. Oh, Ricky, that's all right. Ricky Stenhouse, driver of the number 47. Uh, so, we want to keep people on for the whole interview, and 90% of our Giants fans aren't NASCAR fans yet, but this they is how we're going to get. This is how we're going to get them. Yes. You're an Ole Miss guy. Yes. Where does Eli Manning rank on your Ole Miss legends? Ole Miss legends? Even personal heroes, too. You could pander and say number one. Yeah, I mean, God, there's, there's been some really good football players playing Ole Miss. Um, but, I mean, two-time two Super Bowl champion, right? Two-time two Super time. Bowl MVP. And MVP. Yeah. Hall of Famer in about two years. Yeah, I mean, top of the list. Yeah. Yes. Top of the list. Who's, who's your, like, guy now that maybe in the NFL or, or that you're watching closely? Uh, well, D.K. Metcalf came from, from yeah. Ole Miss. Obviously, he's a stud. That was a hell of a year, D.K. Metcalf and uh, A.J. Brown yeah. on one yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, I think we had Laquan Treadwell at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, Dawson Knox, the tight end yes. for the field. That was an awesome wide receiver. Yes. Uh, Evan Ingram. Evan. So we know Evan Ingram as Giants fans. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a drop problem. And for football fans, drops are the easiest way to get into fans' bad grades. Yeah. But he had a good year with Jacksonville, so it's good he to did. see him he doing well. He maybe redeemed himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he, he had a better Still year. Still doesn't sit well with your fans. No, it's, it's like if you bring up Evan, even if you say something, we did a clip of him getting a touchdown the other day. Yeah. It's just kind of a bad word. Close, so tell me, a lot of your Giants work out in North Carolina in the offseason, huh? Daniel Jones, he likes yeah. to bring yeah. all those guys through there. Yeah, that's uh, in Mooresville area. We just, Our NASCAR, that's Race City, USA. So your Giants players, a lot of them are working out in race country. So they should like racing. A couple years ago, Dar Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, and uh, David Sills went and played basketball at Hamlin's court. Yeah, yeah. So, and we just got William Byron, who I think is close with Daniel Jones, the North Carolina yeah. connection. Yeah. But hey, we were at the Daytona 500. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. Yeah. Thank you. We, so we won while y'all were there. Uh, I'm going to have to pass every single car out there because I think we're going to start last now, maybe second to last because mm -hmm. we uh, have to go to a backup car. I hit the wall a little too hard in practice. So it seems like everyone did, though. So I wanted A few people did. Uh, I was feeling really bad about myself, and then I saw like three more come in on the wrecker, yep. and so I, I felt a little bit better. Uh, I still feel bad for my guys having to you know, work on a whole new car, but... Um, man, this race is going to be wild. It really is. We didn't know what to expect coming in, and we were watching qualifying, and it seems like everyone's having a tough time. So when, what, 38, We're just trying to press the issue, and, you know, the, the faster you go, the closer to the inside wall you need to get so that you have room on the exit of the corner. Uh, and we're just misjudging that just a little bit. Like, I turned in turn eight too early, hit the wall with the right side, just probably an inch too early Seen and Elliot I think Elliot and, and Elliot did the did same thing you know and so uh you know some of the best did it so it makes you feel a little bit better so do you think it's going to lead to you know obviously you know we'll see on Sunday but do you think it's going to lead to a more aggressive product or are people going to be kind of careful in the beginning kind I think of I think we'll be a little cautious I think we'll have a lot of green flag laps yeah um you know which is good I mean the uh the race fans want to see us you know make laps under under speed yeah. so um, you know, I think it's it's going to be good. I think a lot of guys will be cautious, uh, but you'll have to be aggressive to pass. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's different areas of the racetrack, uh, you know, to press the issue to, to make passes. And I feel like 
you will definitely have to be aggressive. Yeah, and I like the new car too. You know, if this was the old car, you know, maybe this hit car, the, you hit the this wall car handles handles this track really well. Yeah. I thought it was going to be rough. Um, you know, watching the Xfinity cars, they bounced around a lot. We did our track walk, and man, turn four looked really rough, but uh, it ended up being okay. Yeah, and the cars can take damage too. Which, they can you know, if you the hit the ones. wall in the correct way. Yeah. Don't hit it in the wrong way. Right, right, right. All right, so kind of wanted to ask this at the top. Love that we got some racing talking. Is this like the most niche podcast you've ever been on? A New York Giants podcast. I mean, that's, that, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is definitely. Do you have an NFL Got team? a centered, no. New York Giants. New York Giants just it pander. is. pander. We're trying to create fans for yes. you pander to them. <laughs> and New York Giants. Um, so I always just kind of pull for anywhere kind of oldest players yeah. go. Yeah. So uh, growing up, kind of right south of Memphis. I mean, at one point we had the uh, the Tennessee Oilers uh, in Memphis because yeah. uh, I grew up right south of Memphis, and then um, you know then they moved to t- to Nashville. But um, yeah, not not a exact NFL team. So I grew up into racing, kind of got away, got back into it this year after yeah. going to the 500. But we Where'd have to grow up. Florida, an hour south of New Smyrna, we, okay. we race out there. Oh a yeah. Bit. I'm worried about when the NFL season starts. I want to watch every single race, the playoffs. I've got to figure out how to balance that. How do you kind of like get your Ole Miss updates through? Well, I mean, you're out here on. on I Saturday just look at updates and uh, and then, you know, we can watch the early games a little bit yeah. before we we get in our cars. Uh, we're normally like a three o'clock start time, mm-hmm. so. Uh, we can kind of watch that uh, before we go get in the car. And um, the overseas games, we get to see the whole thing before we get in the car. Oh, yeah. So. That was, that was yeah. good. Yeah. Sure. Who, did, who did you root for growing up as a, as a driver? Jeff Gordon. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, he raced sprint cars, which is what I did and what my dad did. Uh, so, obviously, I cheered for my dad and looked up to my dad. But, like, on the NASCAR side, Jeff Gordon was my guy. Yeah. Sure. You uh, did the take me out to the ball game at, Ooh, at the yeah. Our company is mostly baseball. We're like the outcasts of the football. Um, well, what, y'all what, really found your market, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what were what were the nerves like going into? Because it seemed like Harrison and I can't remember who else was John with Hunter. You, we're telling you, they like, were come not on, go like, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So I was kind of explaining to them like, hey, there's. First off, you can't screw this up at Wrigley. There, like, there's some set rules. Yeah. Like, and they're like, oh wow. Um, do you want to like? lead us off I'm like yeah I will so uh, John Hunter did a, a great job I thought throwing the first pitch out um, you know got it across the plate kind of in line um, so he did a good job with that and then you know once they put you on the big screen and all the fans like turn around and look at you you're like oh no yeah like it's yeah. time yeah it's time so uh, they seem to get into it and they they seem to at least they didn't boo us um, you know, it was, it was not, you know, speaking of my hero, Jeff Gordon, growing up. Yeah, watching him, he was, he him doing he, it. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was bad. He, well, he butchered it. So, didn't do that. Um, but, yeah, no, all is good. How much does it cost to get one sticker on the car? Wow. Ooh, I'd have to talk to my team. <laughs> like, over, How under, much cash did you bring? I got 200 in my pocket. How much do you have? I have 250s. 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 That's a good way to make you feel like he has more. Say 250s. <laughs> yeah, 250s. So, so he's got 100 bucks. We got we got 100 right there. Now I have 450s. 450. Yeah, 450. 450s plus. I got yeah, 200. Dude. I got 
10 20s. So, 10 20s. Yeah, 10 20s. All right. I don't know if that's going to work. All right. Well, we but try. I mean, how much trouble would we get in going through the garage? No one's looking, just give yeah, it a little slap let's on the back. Do it and I don't say honestly we think you would get in trouble. And then like some of like somebody would notice on know. some of the cars, but like some of the cars they might not. So then you would have a sticker on the car. Okay. Post race inspection, like what? Maybe get a sticker on the wall somewhere. Like we, you know, we have track. to do that. Because you're six point. foot seven, you'll get up. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do Put that. Put it where they point. can't reach. That's it, right. And then you're good. We're airing this on Monday. Yep. Oh. If you win this race, let's we just, just won act. the race. Yeah, no. you just won the race. What's your reaction? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's great. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the race. Yeah. What'd y'all think about the race? Was it good? It was amazing. Yeah. You won. That's why you're here with yeah. the number one New York Giants podcast. That's the number yes. one interview after a race win. I do yeah. want to ask about J JTG. Yeah, okay. I want, to, I want to go back to some racing stuff. Um, there was about a six week stretch this year where it was like top 10 top 15 and it, yeah and, it, and it's been and it's been a lot of fun so i think i think nascar is best like when you have you know not just the titans of the hendrix yeah. and the gibbs of yeah. you know the cars kind of compete and that's part of the reason why i, I like i like the newer cars especially at the model right. hands yeah. and the super speedways will work on the short tracks so i could say that you don't have to okay. say that okay um <laughs> so talk to me about kind of like the belief that you have in JTG, the belief that and you guys that you have in each other. Yeah. I feel like you need that, especially with the single car team. You don't have any other person like relay information off with that second car and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's crazy to think, you know, we got 35 employees really going up against 35? everybody else. Yeah, so we got a, a really strong group of racers that uh, have worked together for a long time. And actually, just this past week, had them all out um, at the house for... Uh, kind of celebrating our Daytona 500 win, yeah. and, and um, you know, it was just—it's uh, just cool that you know this car. Like we know we got the same parts and pieces as everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not you know out manufacturing us. You know, it's just making sure that we learn everything that we can from. You know, we got a relationship with Hendrick, yeah. and so taking all the information that we can get and making sure we apply it the correct way. Awesome. You're in the locked in the playoffs, obviously, with the 500 win. What's a tr the track in that last ten races that you look at? Like that's that's the place we could capitalize on. Well, we got you know obviously got Talladega. Yeah. Uh, first win was there, right? First win was there. Yeah. Uh, Bristol's another one that I, I feel like we run really well at. Um, Darlington, we ran well. I don't I don't I don't know about going in and just like dominating that race and winning it, but I feel like you know we can put in a solid top five, top ten effort. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and just continue to to gather points and. Uh, try to keep moving on through the playoffs. We'll finish it off with this. What's the most annoying question you get from non-NASCAR people? Yeah. Um, most of them are just like, uh, you know, where do you go to the bathroom? Yep. Yeah, I told, where's Canovio? He asked, he's, he was going to, he talked with Sindrick. He's like, I'm going to ask him that. And I gave him a do yeah, not hard ask him no. that. Yeah. yeah. You're and smart. I think he did anyways, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. You asked Sindrick if he, where they went to the bathroom? He said it just seeps out. <laughs> with sweat. Sure. Let's, let's clarify sure. through sweat. Yeah. Uh, Same here, to be honest. Ricky Stenhouse yes. Jr. <laughs> yeah. Daytona 500 champion. Chicago Street Race champion. We can edit that out if it doesn't happen. That's right. And you know what? Let's just call. He's going to win the championship. Wow. Are you here first? Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, guys. Oh, man. Appreciate it. All right, thank you to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., this year's Daytona 500 winner, for coming on the pod, talking some old Miss Eli Manning, and I kind of liked asking him some NASCAR questions, too. I'm a little bit of a nerd about that. 
Uh, before we kick into our next segment, we got to talk about bird dogs. That's right, bird dogs. Big choice of travel clothing at John Boy Media. Talk Jake talks about that all the time. We're going to talk to Jake coming up soon. Um, bird dogs, they make me feel good. They make Jake feel good. They make Bobby feel good. They make us all feel good. And I got to admit, they make the tushes look pretty good too, and that matters. Um, my mother talks about how good my tush looks all the time. Isn't that weird? Their khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. That's where the tush comes in. Bird dog shorts fit way better than regular shorts, and they're made from a stiff, restricting cotton bird dogs. They also use the their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That's key, especially in Chicago. We were schwitzing up this weekend wearing the bird dogs out in the streets of Chicago. Schwitzing. I don't want to stink with the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps me cool and dry all day long. I want you to go to birddogs.com slash giants or enter promo code giants for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash giants. Promo code giants for a free Yeti style tumbler. Bobby Skinner, you'll be glad you did. Let's talk to Talking Jake. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk to William Byron, NASCAR lead, win leader and Daniel Jones' best friend. Wow. You always love throwing a curveball in there. Um, maybe improve our car a little bit overnight, but overall I think we're, we're capable of, I would say, running in the top 10. So. Just gotta, you know, have a smooth race. Totally mentioned the heat of the motors. How are you? Oh yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm really hot, but I'm, I've been hot all year, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I feel warm in there. Uh, heart rate was high. I think I was like 180, so um, max heart rate. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll be a test, but at least it's gonna be cool tomorrow. So I'm not too worried about the heat. What do you think of uh, your friend Daniel Jones' contract? And is he is he the guy? Yeah, I think Daniel's uh, doing a good job. I mean, he's really coming into his own. I saw he was on the stage with uh, Zach Bryan the other night um, singing, so he's, he's definitely coming into his own, and I feel like he's got a tough job, you know, being quarterback of the Giants. So, I mean, it seems like he's doing, you know, it seemed like in the playoffs last year he was just starting to get it going, and uh, they just faced a really tough team. What are the best places to pass out there? All right, thanks, William Byron, Daniel Jones' friends. Here's talking, Jake. All right, first time on the show because we couldn't get anybody else. Our boss, Jake, Jake Story Alley, talking, Jake. First question: Where's John Boy? One of those. Uh, hey, hey, where's John Boy? I uh, just had a kid. He's doing well. Just um, I have not. Uh, James did. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Um, glad I can come give my NASCAR take somewhere finally. Mm-hmm. Um, you coming on my podcast is how I got my job. Simple Man Radio back in the day. Yeah, man. I, I, miss, I messaged uh, Bronx Pinstripes and Talking Yanks. Bronx Pinstripes at that time had so many more followers, and I was hoping they would message back. Ended up working out that uh, Talking Yanks. And spot. now we're in Chicago. Chicago, Washington. On the, in the fifth floor of the gaming room. <laughs> how, was that your first NASCAR race you watched? That was my first. Uh, not, I mean, in person, yes. I was, I mean, we were doing a little memory lane before, like, we NASCAR used to be kind of summer Sundays. Yeah, the second most on. popular sport in America was, like, very, a very it was, it was football and then NASCAR. Was the like, you knew a lot of the thing. 1998 Daytona we 500 drivers. We were going through the Dale Jarrett's and mm-hmm. all those, and it was like, okay, yes. Like yeah. it, so, I don't know. But this was fun. Obviously, Chicago was trying to put on a show. They did a little bit. Very scary with the rain for a little mm-hmm. bit. But I don't know. We landed in a good place. It was a good time. Yeah, had a lot of fun. First time winner. First time 
just ever racing. Ever. Ever. In, in NASCAR. In, in, in a NASCAR race, yeah. yeah. Which is like best case scenario, best case result for, for everything like that. But talking Jake, talking Giants. What do we got? What have I missed? Catch me up. The last I see you guys, we're at Mr. Purple. Yeah. Or no, excuse me. We go to Billy's after Not, Mr. That, that, Purple. That didn't exist. Can we talk about Mr. Purple? What's our off-season grade? Like, I, I, if this is hokey talking Giants stuff, have me back off. But, like, catch me up a little bit on yeah. Giants. I'm not a B plus. Okay. I mean, they did. They they set out. They did everything they set out to do. They traded a third-round pick for a possibly elite weapon. Obviously, comes with baggage and Darren Waller. You get your linebacker and Bobby O'Carey, Okay. Get a corner in the first round. Get a speedy wide receiver. Fill your hole at center. Like I think they really did set out everything. Now, do those players develop? Does Deontay Banks, John Michael Smith, and Jalen Hyde develop into good players? Those are things to be seen. Can Darren Waller stay healthy? But for the most part, they set out to do everything they wanted to that they could besides getting that wide receiver one. But in reality, there was no wide receiver one out there for them to get. Which is why it's like a B-plus for me. Even though, they're like, yeah, there wasn't a wide receiver one to get. I mean, they still need a wide receiver one. That was one of the goals that you know, we kind of had into the offseason. So that's why it's like, hey, it's a B-plus. I love Waller. I'm the guy that will draft Waller in fantasy because right. the you saw him twice a year as a, as a Bronx fan. He, if he's healthy for six weeks, you still take that. Um, so okay, excited for you guys on that. I'm trying to think. I don't know any any big changes in the division. Obviously, like Eagles are Eagles are. I mean, Cowboys in. added some talent. You know, Brandon Cooks to get a second wide receiver in there. But I, I want to relate it to, to the Yankees right now. We're in the, oh, we're no. in the middle of summer with baseball. Oh, yeah. No. After the last five years, I wouldn't think this is a realistic question at all. Who is closer to their next championship, the New York Yankees or the New York Giants? The New York Yankees? There has been a big... Justin Panic's been really frequenting the office these days, and we like that. Panic, I think he's realized this question and that the Giants may be an answer. And he is so happily asking any Yankees fan that will listen. Oh, that's the question that Justin's been asking? Justin has loved asking this question around the office. Because I think for the first time, and he's a Yankee fan himself, but he also likes that the non, the Yankee fans who are not Giants fans are put into a little bit of a vice. Yes. Oh, I, I am right there, too. Because right now the Yankees aren't the answer. I don't know if the Giants are either. But I gave Penick a Jets the other day, and he almost cold. I actually think the Yankees the still are closer. They were no one of the. Jets. I do think the Yankees are still closer. They're one. They were one of the last four teams. They're the Yankees. They they're, do have star players. They 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 can be a couple of pieces away, and a couple of batters getting hot. But I mean, that's not like this the NFL's year. NFL's kooky though. Yeah, but that's where the NFL is. Like you have the right coach in place, you have a quarterback you could trust to win games. That's where it's like, okay, then you have a, you always have a chance when you kind of have those things together. NFL's kooky but fake kooky. Like, it, you look back and now the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl every year. Like, mm-hmm. You look back and Brady went to the Super Bowl every year. Like, football kind of has that, like, blanket over it. Differences, NFC. I mean, name the top five quarterbacks in the NFC, and it's like, you're, yeah. you're, it's not like, a, okay, we got our Mahomes, <laughs> Allen, Herbert. Justin Fields yeah. came into discussion today. Oh, we saw track. Justin Fields we saw today. Justin Fields. And <laughs> some controversial I takes. think Justin Fields can be good. But yes. the amount of confidence in people that Justin Fields is just going to be good no it's matter what is insane. It's insane. It's one thing like, hey, I think this guy can make a jump. But what he showed as a passer last year was a guy who just is like, would has like one more year left to figure it out. Yeah. Not like MVP, like, oh, this guy's a step away from making MVP. He's he had a few steps. Now adding DJ Moore. Right. Huge. 
And then he's got the running ability, which helps make up while you learn that. Exactly. Right. We have, we've but we've the done this on Simple Man. We've done this on Waking Jake. The, the, the true answer is in the middle. The yeah. confidence is good. insane. He hasn't shown enough for people to be like, he's going to be a top three quarterback. Maybe if you're in fantasy, because yep. he's going to rush yes, from he'll be a 10. Yes, he'll be a great fantasy but quarterback like, this year. No, I, I mean, I realize he wasn't surrounded by 10. Like, both arguments are laid no, yeah, out perfectly. Sure. He didn't have talent. The, ta- the talent, the line, and the, and the lack of weapons is huge. He has enough talent to be good. There's right. no, like, everyone's right. Right. Now. Second, that's year, why second perfect, year in the system. That's why it's a perfect sports argument. For sure. Did we get on camera me yelling Aziz Ojolari strip sack at <laughs> No, Justin I don't Fields? think we did. My brain camera did. did. <laughs> if we do have that on I camera, I think it'd be a good talking Giants clip. I thought it was one of those. I thought that was a real special moment that you and Justin Fields were in the same place at the same time. And your NASCAR brain went to Aziz Ojolari. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was getting into the event. I was a little aggravated about how the day went, but once right. we were in there, it was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, and I hey, hope they let us like do some more NASCAR. We haven't stuff. done this yet because. You know, race car Ronnie, who's here helping out. We were all in it. We were a half hour rain away from a bad day. Yeah. Oh, we're half and hour. Like, do we delay? Like, texting like, where are we doing flight wise? Yeah, are we canceling for the July plans? Are we, <laughs> like, we almost entered the bad place. So I'm glad we got where we got. And for sure. the, the weather was amazing. I mean, it was like a nice, cool, brisk day. Yeah, Like, right? compared to what oh was it yesterday gosh. where we were just walking around in our yeah, own we, fir- and- we We first showed up in, like, Cinderella. We're at NASCAR. <laughs> we walked for a quarter of a mile, and I dove into the merch tent because I was like, I hope they have AC because yeah. I'm about to, like, faint. Yeah. So, yeah, we did. Oh, I, had, I had staff members, like, get out of the way because I was just standing right in front of the <laughs> AC, AC event. Like after I already purchased my stuff, I um, I'll give a football question to you guys. Sure, you guys know. I enjoy the Giants. You know, I go to the talking Giants events. I have a lot of buddies that grew up a Giants fan. That also means I wasn't raised an opponent of the Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm a Denver Broncos fan. We just went under some big changes. Are you guys bought in at all, Sean Payton? So here's I. Th- it's hard for me to give up on Russell Wilson. Okay, but it was so bad last year. It was so bad, and also seeing how and you see how good Pete Carroll is. And and I was about to say, seeing how Gino was able to operate the offense, it kind of. I will say, I hate to be like this because I was an idiot. I was very anti Pete Carroll. Uh, and that's exactly where I was about to go. So I, I was very anti Pete Carroll being like, the way that they're using Russ and they're not letting him cook, you know, remember the whole let Russ yeah. cook thing? And then he did it for a little while in Seattle, and then they kind of took it away, and it was like, oh, Pete Carroll's an idiot. And then seeing the way that they operated the offense with Geno and how efficient he was, he was able to utilize the middle part of the field more. And then seeing Russ with, with Denver, it's like, well, this is different finally without the coaching. But the weapons were still good, and the team was still relatively good. So we're, I don't know, man. Knock on wood, he might have had the worst NFL coach ever. There is a chance. But also, you gotta look at it like this too. I think Sean Payton is gonna get Sean Payton's gonna get the best out of that. But like, is he's it going go to back, be back he's, to he's what gonna he wants? He's gonna go look at Seattle and what they did, and like you know, like right. I mean, Denver just handed him the keys, gave him everything he <laughs> single wanted. Um, there's a chance. There's a legitimate chance. Also, they part went of me from, hates the way everyone makes fun of Russ so much. They went from a. They could have gone from one of the bottom five worst NFL head coaches ever mm-hmm. to a top. 5'10 NFL in, coach? In the moment, yeah. Like, you know, I I yeah. don't know. That That's my biggest hope. I think Russ still has something, and he even showed it in those last couple games. But um, I don't know, dude. It's, I guess. Are you w- trading us Jerry Judy? 
All right. I mean, probably <laughs> trade deadlines week eight now. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance, man, because the, the thing that's daunting to me, and I guess I, I wanted to get a little pulse from you guys, is when there is that juggernaut, and the Eagles are it right now. Like, you know, I'm, I think you guys laugh at me sometimes because sometimes I have the Madden casual sports fan take. I see the quarterback, the good wide receiver, and I'm like, that works. But everything happens in the line. And mm-hmm. watching the Eagles was one of the first true times I appreciated that. Like, they are dominant, dominant. Having the Chiefs in our division is just so daunting every season. Like, think about all we just talked about. Is Russ, is Russ going to be good this year? It's, you know, 70-30. He probably is still good. And even if he's good... You can go one and, one and five Chiefs, in your division, two Chiefs and four. The Chiefs are going to be yeah. better unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, which he hasn't really done. I think you guys are probably about an eight and, eight and nine, nine and 18. And that one game will be the difference of sneaking into the playoffs right. or not. Which, and that's going to be up to that's going to be up to Russ because Russ, like, you guys have some talent on the. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, but you guys sure. have some talent. No, talent it's, on that it's roster. been a good roster. That defense always plays like yep. they have such an advantage in mile high that doesn't really get talked about. Like having the altitude, man, is real in every sport. Like these guys come out for a weekend. Yeah, people get sick. Do Do you think it? Rust, it's an adjustment for him? No, I think once you're out. Like, if you're out there for, like, two right. weeks, you're good. Right. But I don't, Ryan Clark literally couldn't play out there. Like, no, there's true. guys in yep. NFL history that, I don't know. I think there's NBA team stats, too, that the Nuggets, well, Nuggets at home this year, a little different, mm. a little special. Yeah. Um, but I think in past years, the Rockies have an advantage at home. Like, I don't know. Denver always has that. So if the offense is there, I don't know. Yeah, we. I mean, I remember texting you when they fired Vic Fangio, and it's like, why? Why did they? Why did they? He just had the best defense, and they were a Teddy Bridgewater injury away from being in the playoffs, and that's. And with Pat Shermer, how do you? So Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. Wow. Just give me like a talking Giants memory. Yeah, give me an impression or memory of Pat Shermer. Remember him, Giants? Oh my God. Uh, Him and Drew Locke was a bad combo because. Shermer was like a go, go, go guy, and Drew Locke was the ultimate, like, I'll just throw it. Yeah, and I mean, Drew Locke is doing really well. I follow him on Instagram. I think he just got married. I'm happy for him. I don't think Drew Locke was the answer. And I think, what do we just start talking about with the Broncos? Russell Wilson. Like, a lot of it comes down to the quarterback, Does, man. Like, yeah. if, if you don't have one of the top guns, then you need everything else to go right. Yeah. You need Especially Brian Dayball. You need Dayball to come in yeah. and change everything and change the attitude. Potential coach next year, Mike Kafka. We were talking about him a little bit. Like, if, if the Giants have another 10, 11 win year, he's getting a head coaching job. Yeah. Like, Northwestern guy, yep. always viewed, regarded as smart, NFL experience, two years coaching what the outside world would be like, well, they, they might. If the Giants had a bad coach, that offense could be bad. Yeah. But if they have Mike No, it would have been. I right. Mean, and, and that's what, we, and and that's what we've seen. seen. That. That's what <laughs> yeah. we've seen. I mean, so. for, and it even goes back to Shermer. And, you know, Shermer's offense wasn't bad per se. I mean, the talent was bad. If, and I think the talent – was the talent better in 2022 than 2019? That's a discussion. Left, now, ta- left, ta- left tackle better. Let's throw another 20 on the clock. <laughs> yeah, but um, – but no, uh, Pat Shermer, certainly fun, fun days. There you go. You got to think about it. I want to switch. I want to pivot. Um, you mentioned Mr. Purple earlier. Yeah. And I kind of want to talk about that day. Okay. Because I, I don't know. Like, but I think right. Bobby and I, we were even talking about a couple of days too. We're mm-hmm. just like, what? That's like, 
it was like a magical day. Yeah. You were there. You had your you you were the like end of my the end of your party. bachelor party it's the weekend. End of my bachelor party, yeah. So I mean, just talk because you had the perspective of kind of bouncing around, right. kind of being with us, but being in the crowd with the people. Tell me about like your right. your day, your you, experience you, through that. You guys were the safe place because you guys were blocked off. Yeah. So I, but you know, I wasn't trying to hog that camera time and did give bad Giants Vikings takes. Um, and I was coming off a two and a half day bender basically because I, I was doing a remote wedding so I wasn't going to do a real bachelor party so I just told buddies to come to the city so we just went after it for a couple days. So I wasn't even fully committed to going to Mr. Purple. I was mm -hmm. like, I'd love to get there but it's going to be on the end of a bender so yep. if I don't, like... And you brought a few people that. with you, which so, was yeah, awesome. I brought yeah. a couple bodies with me. Um, so I was having a good time and man, that place was... I didn't know what to expect because again, I was mentally not sure if I could go, right. so I didn't tap in. Yeah. And someone was like, yeah, there's a rooftop pool. And I was like, well, time out. where are we going? Uh, the scene was Bobby electric, Skinner man. Be there. And I, I think the thing that is different, and everyone listening to this knows this, but it was definitely a good, from our live events, seeing the difference between baseball fans and football fans. I mean, football, you just put so much focus into that one day that mm -hmm. you get in those three hours that, man, a first down, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. You know. And part of it was, we scored every single drive. Yeah, like, it was just so nonstop. Like, we were, I remember going into the Eagles game, like, man, my voice is not ready for this. Like, I was worried about the loss. And it was like, from, oh, it's okay, we don't have to talk. From youth pegging people with shirts. Oh, that's <laughs> the most fun thing about live lose events. I their head. I got someone real good in the Eagles game. <laughs> and it was, like, anger-filled. Like, we scored a touchdown. There was some David Wells, big lefty, <laughs> just cocking back. I have that clip on my phone and then just BBD losing it. That was that was, that was was Jimmy Jimmy's highlight. Jimmy was, like, clapping like this when he saw that. And he, yes. Um, no, but that kind of – but that day just changed. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk some, you know, BTS business stuff too. Sure. It, like, it changed a lot of like, whoa, about like what we can kind of like accomplish yeah, as man. kind of like, you know, a, 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 whether you want to say it's a brand, whether you know, just as a, you know, just a, people who do giants, people who do football, people right. who do the fan experience. It added like another like, man, this is something that we can really kind of tap into, as like to increase the experience of like being a Giants fan. Any, and I would love to provide that. Yeah, for people. man. You, you guys, you know, we're coming out of COVID times that events got straight up canceled that you got any game like you guys that's again that's the beauty of football that um we always say one of the things where we got big in baseball was you know when the audience is there you get yep. 162 games like you want to talk some yankees you fire up your tweets then you're good yep. you guys have that it's what football does best you own sunday and you own your game so during a giants game i mean if, if you guys you guys could host something in Jacksonville, Florida. You guys can host yeah. something in New Jersey. Like, there's giant, there's Giants fans everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, that's a, uh, that's the beauty of it. Man. Yeah. Which ESPN layoff surprised you the most? Sure. Which ESPN layoff surprised me the most? Um, I'll go Susie Colbert. I know there was whispers, but for me, it's just one of those things like, uh, Susie Colbert. Like I. I think there's a lot of discussions that happen whenever ESPN does layoffs that it's like, okay, so is that going to make you stop watching what you're going to watch? And, I mean, I don't get as much ESPN pregame and postgame stuff as, as I used to, but at the same time, like, I don't know, Susie Colbert, three decades, like. Yeah, that's crazy, the three decades part, but I also get it from the point of view, it's like, you know how much she was probably paid to do yeah. one 
you start what, doing Monday a raise football, every and that year. was it. Yeah. You know? um, I'm trying to think of who. Steve Young surprised me. See, Steve Young's in the same boat. Though, I know, and but athletes a lot get of just them were. That's all of it. I think McShay might have been the most surprising, even though they had hired a couple younger guys like Matt Miller and Jordan Reed to do draft mm-hmm. stuff. Those guys just will never have the clout. That, maybe they will have the clout that McShay will have. Well, they still pay but Kuiper and pumpkin pies. That's so. the thing, but it's like you thought maybe like, I mean, McShay is a younger one, but obviously he had some issues he was dealing with. So, um, anything else, Justin? Anything yeah. else, Jake? What else you guys got? No, um, Giants record this year. <laughs> we got to save that for training. Yeah, we saved, that's we true. saved that for the that's van. True. When's uh, when do uh, player profile projections? July 24th. End of this month. Okay. It's happening. I guess that's that's where I want to end. When yeah. the, the tweet today that kept popping up on, like, you know how every, like, all the gambling companies, all the sports media companies, they'll end up posting the same thing. It's seven Sundays until yep. uh, undisrupted oh, ours NFL. Was, ours was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we Bobby posted something on the Instagram stories. The Tin um, Man. Yeah, that was, I mean, I've watched that video 20 times today. <laughs> When Bobby gets that little smile on his face, mm-hmm. you know you know that's good content. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> I missed it. All right, thank you, Jake. Where's John Boy? Where's hey? Where's John Boy? All right, we do. We, we, where are we putting this interview? Last or first? <laughs> we'll Wrong. we'll either see you. We'll we'll see you. And all right, we'll see you guys on Friday. Not exactly sure what we have. Um, but we will see you then. We appreciate you guys. What Thanks. do we think? Idea. I told you this. You didn't respond to me. I'm going to have you respond to me right now. Grump and snacks. Just put them on a Zoom call together. They talk for 45 minutes. Then we put, out, put that out. I can't do that. Talking Giants, the other guys. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> but we, we may, we'll, see, we'll see what we have coming Friday. Um, we got over-unders coming up. So we got a lot of stuff coming up the pipe. Appreciate you guys. See you then. Until then, let's go big. Blue.